hearing voices. I love hearing voices when I'm worshiping. And I don't know how long we're gonna keep talking about this season that we've just come out of. But I feel like I look around and there's some new faces again this morning that we haven't seen yet back at church and it excites me. It makes me feel happy. It makes me feel full of joy on the inside because there's another brother, another sister that's come back to join us in worship here on site. And if you're watching at home online this morning, then there's no judgment on your behalf. I know there's a whole bunch of people with different circumstances. We've got people that have joined our church from afar that driving um, six, eight, however many hours to get here each Sunday or flying in just isn't quite practical. Um, as you can imagine, it would add up the time and the expense of that fairly quickly. So they're, they're watching online and um, I love that, that we've just thrown in the deep end of a season, but we've come out the other side more diverse than what we came into it. And uh, it's exciting, I think. But to look around, to see faces, to see smiles. People are happy to be in church at the moment, which is always good. You know, you go through those seasons and it kind of feels like, oh yeah, I'll go to church again because I, that's just what I do on Sunday. But no, you guys have chosen to come to church because you want to be here. And, uh, and so that's exciting too. We don't even have many rosters going at the moment. So it's not even you're coming because you're on roster. You're actually like the person you're kind of with Right, maybe. Oh no, that didn't get quite the same smiles. I got a few looks between husbands and wife mainly, but um, no, I'm kidding. I didn't see any looks. Um, I'm getting one now. No, it's fantastic. Hey, if we haven't met before, my name's um, John and I'm the location pastor here in Harndorf with my wife, Emma. And uh, if you're here or you are online, it's so great to have you. And uh, we're going to have some fun this morning as we launch in to a brand new theme for the month of July of uh, Let's Look at Families. And uh, so we're going to start off this morning. It's behind me here. Who is your family? And so you guys can grab your seats here. And uh, if you're online at home, then you can sit down. If you're not already sitting down, um, don't go to sleep if you're still in bed. But... Uh, <clears throat> It's going to be good. You guys can grab a seat as well. Thanks, team. I'm going to get them back at the end to finish with a song, which is going to be good. But who is your family? We've already talked around it this morning. I've obviously started talking about it because I know where I'm going. Pastor Julie's been talking around what I'm talking about this morning, um, around the whole deal of family as well. And what I want to start with this morning is the question, do I belong? Do I belong? It's, a, it's an interesting question because when I ask that question to myself, sometimes the answer is yes, sometimes the answer is maybe not. Sometimes the answer is definitely not, but, but do I belong? You know, we've come out of this season of COVID. 
You know, in that season, I think I alluded to it somewhere in one of our online services, but, but through that season, especially those initial days of isolation and lockdown as most of Australia went into <clears throat> some form, most of the world went into some form of lockdown as such, calls to lifeline in Australia went up 30%. 30% calls went up just literally almost overnight because people went from getting by to I'm not coping. And I don't know, I've never rung lifeline. So I don't know what it goes through your head to get to the point where you need to call lifeline, but the very sense of lifeline is it's there for if you're thinking about ending your life, which is pretty serious. And what it comes down to is this question, do I belong? And somebody's got to the point in their life the point in their thinking when the question, do I belong, the answer is no, 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 no. And they look 360 degrees around their world and they go, I don't belong anywhere. What's the point? And eight Australians every day at the moment decide that's enough. And there's a whole bunch, I don't know how many people, but up 30% um, from numbers that were already pretty high, are reaching out and getting the help <clears throat> that they need. But that's the, that's the world that we live in. And we can isolate ourselves from that. Using the word isolate there isn't quite the right word, but we can distance ourselves. That's not, hang on. I've got to come up with new words because isolation and distancing is all now. Anyway, you get where I'm going, right? It's like we... The words that we use, we've got to be careful now because they all have different <clears throat> things on them. But, but it's like we can separate ourselves from that and go, do I belong? Yeah, I belong. But, but what I want to ask you and what I want you to think about this morning is actually, do I belong? Do I belong? And I want to tell you, yes, you do. Yeah. I don't want to just have you lingering on the, oh, maybe I don't for too long. I want to tell you the answer is yes. The answer is yes. And the answer to do I belong is the answer to what's behind me on the screen, who is your family? Who is your family? Do I belong are two very different but two very similar questions. And so who is your family? What is family? What does family mean? Well, we look up family in the dictionary and a family is a group, group consisting of two parents and their children or a family is all the descendants of a common ancestor. And so there's some boundaries, some scope around what family is. But who is your family is a, is a different question to ask and a different way of looking at it. Nina, these are all just random quotes that I found online about, um, oh, I haven't changed people's names because if you ask me where I got these from, I can't even find where it is. It'll be somewhere in my Google search history. But Nina says this of her family, oh, this is all off a website, <clears throat> my family is and has been supportive in helping me raise my children. They represent the foundation of who I have become in life. 
That's how Nina answers the question, who is family? Sandy answers the question, family for me represents the foundation of self and a unity of acceptance, unconditional sacrifices, joy, support, and love that is built on a continuum of resilience. How good is that? There's some great words in there. I like Sandy already, and I've got no idea where Sandy's from or how old Sandy is, if she's still alive. I'm not sure, but Sandy's got some great words in there to describe family. Fernando, Fernando, I feel family goes beyond bloodlines, last names, or obligations. To me, the word family includes all the people in our lives who commit to love and support us unconditionally. And Marvin says, family means having someone to love you unconditionally in spite of you and your shortcomings. Who is your family? So I look around this room and I go, you are my family. I could point at the camera and go, you are my family. I may not have ever met you. That doesn't mean we're not family. I don't need to meet you, I don't need to like you, I don't need to have conversations with you to know that I am part of your family and you are part of my family. See, because when we go to a family get-together, all right, you go to family get-togethers maybe, what, once a year, once every five years, once every ten years, depending on the scope of the family that you're catching up with. It's like immediate family. You might have an immediate family meal at this stage of your life, depending on where you're at. You know, for us, our family, we'll sit down, family dinner, maybe three nights a week, immediate family. The other nights, I'm out at a meeting, Emma's out at a meeting, we're picking up one of the kids from an after-school activity, and so we're joining dinner halfway through, but I'd say probably three, maybe four nights a week, we would have dinner together as a family, immediate family. And then we've got extended family, which is, you know, Sunday lunch used to be a great time to catch up with the Williams side of the family, but then half down at Parkside, and so that doesn't quite work. And well, then there's um, another third of them, a quarter of them over in Canberra, and so that's kind of once a year, but it's, it just rolls on. But then you go out to all the cousins. Then you go out to the second cousins and the, the family continues to grow. And so it's like, when do you have a family gathering that everybody's at? It's pretty rare, right? And when you go to one of those family gatherings, when it's like, right, we're going to have a family gathering that's all the family together. And you rock up. And there's somebody now, I'm 35, and I rock up now to a family gathering and there's an aunt or a second cousin or a dad's second cousin or someone like that and they come up and they start raving about how, oh, when you were this big, you've changed so much from last time I saw you. I'm like, yeah, well, I was 18 months old when you saw me last. It's like, there's a few things that have happened between when you saw me last and I don't know you. I don't know you, but you're still part of my family. And so that's a, a long-winded answer to the question of, well, we don't need to know each other. We don't need to get along. There's people at my family gatherings that I avoid because I don't get along. There's people at my family gatherings that I avoid because I don't want to see them. 
All right, you guys are, I'm so happy you guys are, I'm so happy you guys are here. Oh, that's just like when we just have our family gathered like three, four nights a week. Immediate family is like just, stop throwing food, Blake, right, I'm out. See you later. One of the boys is in a bad mood. I just don't want to see you tonight. Just go away. Just being honest. But it's, it's where... Where it hits the road for me as we launch into this series this month, looking at our family. And the thing that I want to nail home this morning is the answer to this question, who is your family? It's me. Who is my family? It's you. If you look to your left, if you look to your right, if you're watching online, comment on the stream and encourage somebody, you're part of my family. But it's like, we're, we're in this together. You know, it was a hashtag and a catchphrase that's really picked up through this time, especially at the start. The TV stations all started to catch on to it, that there's a lot of talk about distancing from each other. And so let's talk about we're in this together. But it's true. We're all in this together. See, right back at the start, the beginning of time in Genesis... Genesis 2.18, the Lord God said, he just created man, he just created Adam. And the Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make him a suitable helper. Or a helper suitable for him, if you're reading the text. See, right back at the beginning of time, We're not meant to be alone. And I think this scripture can sometimes be used for, well, you've got to find a husband or a wife because that's what God did. He put them together as husband and wife. But no, this is so much more broad than that. This is, this is talking about it is not good for man or woman. It's not good for humans to be alone. <clears throat> so gather around each other. Find a family. Find people that get along. If your natural family you're distanced from them, maybe physically distanced, maybe socially distanced on purpose for whatever reason. It's like find family. And I love the fact that we can come together as a church and find family. It's like that's why I love when somebody comes and joins our family. Someone comes and visits our family because I get excited because it's, it's a new addition to our family. It's a new addition to my family. It's, it's somebody else that I can start to get to know. Somebody else that I can call my brother. Somebody else that I can call my sister. And that's why I get upset when somebody leaves. Because you're not just leaving the church. Someone's not just leaving the building. Somebody's leaving, choosing to leave the family. And that, that just kind of takes a little bit extra to get over than just somebody leaving a workplace or somebody leaving a sporting team or some, some other level of involvement. It's like, no, we're, it's different. We're not just a club. We're the church. We're not just a group of people that are hanging out together that are, have a similar belief system. No, we're, we're a family. We're a family. God's put it right in the start. It is not good for man to be alone. We're, we're part of a family. He, 
initiated family right there. And since that day, family has continued to be what it is. Proverbs 17.17 says, A friend loves at all times. A friend loves at all times. But even in all times, there's some scope. There's some scope as a friend to tap out. There's some scope as a friend to, to bail on things. But it goes on, and a brother is born for a time of adversity. A brother is born for a time of adversity. See, we can love each other at all times or we can be born, we can be made for the moment of helping our brother or sister through a difficult time. See, my own personal family, my brother, we don't speak to each other very often. I wouldn't quite go as far as saying we don't get along, but it's just there's a distance between us that's about... 30 kilometers, but means that we just don't see each other very often. But can I tell you, if something happened to him or if something happened to me, I know that he would be here and I know that I would be there because there's, there's something that's different when you go from a friendship to a family. It's one of my best mates growing up through high school, Todd, Talked about him from the front here before and he's been to a few of our services on and off and we don't catch up, same thing. It's like we were great friends but turned brothers. I rock up to his place the other week or about a month ago, we were just driving through the town that he lives in and so I had sent him a message a little bit earlier or a Snapchat of the boys running along the oval through the mud. And he sent back, where are you? That looks familiar. I was literally just around the corner. He said, why don't you pop in? So we turned around and came back and just popped in. His mum and dad happened to be there. I haven't seen his mum and dad for probably 10 years. I don't know how long it's been. It would be close to 10 years. Walked in the door, gave him a hug and said, hi, mum, hi, dad. It's like there's that sort of closeness that comes when you go from being friends to being family. Now, I'm not saying we start calling everybody that's old enough to be our mum and dad at church mum and dad. That could get slightly confusing and potentially a little bit awkward for, especially if there's kids that are like, everybody's now mum and dad. That just gets a little, gets a little funky. But, but, there's, but there's, something, there's something different, right? There's a mindset shift. There's, a, there's something the changes when I go from looking at you as a friend or a peer or a whatever to being, you're my brother, you're my sister. And so I want to encourage you this morning as we launch into this series of looking at family is when we're talking about family in whatever context we're looking at, whatever and whoever's preaching in the coming weeks, Let's remember we're all in this together. Not because we're all here in the room together, but because we're all family. Yeah. Who is your family? 1 John 4. We love because he first loved us. Whoever 
claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. And he has given us this command, anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. So family squabbles, just get over it. Family squabbles, let's just move on. It's like you've got a grudge against somebody, let's just move on. Let's just lay it down and go, you know what? There's bigger things to deal with than that. It's like, I oh, look at some of the things that I can get hung up on during the week. I look at some of the things that I can get hung up on at night when I'm thinking about different areas of my life and I read a scripture like this and I was reading it last night and I've just gone, you're an idiot, John. What are you getting hung up on that for? What are you stopping moving forward? Why have you become stagnant in your thinking? Why have you become stagnant in what you're doing because of that issue? Just let it go. Just get over it. Love them. Love God and move on with life. It's so simple. It's too simple. But it's so true. It's so powerful. And it's so perfect. So why don't we do it? Why don't I do it? It's a great question. You can come and give me some feedback on my love for you later. Or you could just get over it. Love God, love me, and we'll be a happy family, right? Yes. No one come talk to me. I'll just quote that scripture back out here. 1 John 4, 19 to 21. Write it on your hand, write it on the back of your door, put it as your screensaver on your phone, get that into you, because that's going to help us move forward. That's going to help us love somebody when we go to shake hands because we might be feeling really comfortable about shaking hands and somebody says, oh, no, I'm not ready for that. Love your brother. Just get over it. Just go, oh, sorry, no worries. It's like you might find me walking around at the moment with my hands in my pockets because I've got no problems. I'm happy to shake someone's hand. But I'm very aware that there's a lot of people that aren't happy and say, so I walk around, I've noticed a lot with my hands in my pocket so that I don't. And so if I don't shake your hands, don't be offended. It's just because I know there's people out there that don't want to have their hand shaked. They don't want to hug and say, I'm better to just not. Because I don't want to upset somebody. But if I do upset you, 1 John 4, 19, (laughs) just read it again. And we'll move on. Put it on a T-shirt. With... Your face, Steve? Oh, just the scripture. So who is your family? Just take a look around. In this room, we're family. In this room, this is what makes coming to church special. This is what makes not being able to come to church a pain. Because we're family. Father, I pray for every person sitting in this auditorium this morning. God, every person at home, on the road, wherever they are watching this online. Father, I pray that as we just think and meditate on the question, who is your family? 
as we personalise that and not just take my view of it that I've shared this morning, but as we get our own revelation of who is, who is it in my family? Where do I fit in? Where do I belong? Father, I pray that each one of us would get that revelation of love. God, get the revelation that comes out of Genesis where God says it's not good for man to be alone. It's not good for us to be alone. We're meant to be together, together as a family. Father, I pray that for myself and each person who may be just processing a a family squabble, processing a, a hurt, processing an offence, processing something that's gone on, whether it's in these walls, in this family, whether it's in our bloodline family. Father, I pray, God, that each one of us would, would get on the inside of us, get the revelation. We love God because you first loved us. so God I just thank you Father that as I think about my problems think about my mindsets that scripture just changes the focus it changes the view it changes the outcome so God I pray for every person here and online that it would do the same in Jesus mighty name in Jesus mighty name